Hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. We are recording. We are here. We are here live at the Totem Theater with one, two, three, four, five, six APNE members. That was Devin. Here to watch, here to watch cats and get our. Okay, okay. Hello, we are here at the Totem Theater to watch the movie Cats. There are six Apne members here, and this is our first reaction going into the theater. We have not yet watched it. What is your first impressions, Jeremiah? First impressions, I think this is going to suck, but that's all right because I'm here with friends. And also, there's a lot of celebrities in this movie. Uh, see a lot of them. So. Perfect. All right, we're going to Ryan Daniel now. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm with Jeremiah. I'm pretty confident this movie's going to suck. It's just the question is, how much? Yeah. Great point. All right, this is Devin Shrek and Goose, or Shrek and Goss. It, it's Shrek and Goss, by the way. But um, <laughs> um, I saw a review on the way here that was one star, and it had six likes. So I am very confident this is going to be a very good movie. That is fantastic, Devin. All right, Heather, what is your thoughts on cats going in without seeing it? So I've seen trailers that Instagram absolutely believes should be on my feed, and it looks absolutely horrid. I know nothing else about the movie. I'm not excited. Thank you, Heather. All right, <laughs> and our final person, Cornelius, please. How do you feel about the Cats movie before going into it? I don't like to conform myself to any previous notions before actually witnessing a film myself. That being said, I have no attachment to cats whatsoever, so the people saying the original looks better, I think both look terrible, like, they just look like furry movies, so, you know, I'll be honest, I'm just here to watch it. I'm just here to have fun. What a positive twist. And now me, Daisy Carter, my opinion. I don't really know. Um, you know, I've, again, I've seen many reviews on it. I'm, honestly, I'm excited to see it with friends, because I feel like with friends, it'll be a comedy. Thank you, and good night. See you right after the theater. God bless America. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Zoom Room, a youth-produced podcast, where each episode we Zoom into a different theme or topic through interviews and conversations relevant to us, the youth of Alaska. Zoom Room is a production of the Alaska Teen Media Institute, and I'm your host, Madison Dooley. So far on our podcast, we've covered mental health advocacy, homelessness, and talked a lot about filmmaking in Alaska. Today, we're going to zoom in on a very different subject, the film version of the Broadway musical Cats. That's right, Cats. We are devoting this entire episode to that movie. In the background, you can hear my dog, Nellie Louise. She's a star. She is a dog, not a cat. At the top of the hour, you heard audio from six of our ATME producers who went and saw the movie together. They all seemed to anticipate a movie that was both bad and fun because it's bad. Immediately after seeing the movie, they recorded the following reactions. Uh, it was a thrilling experience, truly, truly a fever dream. I'm Jeremiah High. And something that really bothered me, though, right away was the changing proportions of the cats. Like, they were, like, two inches tall, and then they were, like, really big. And they just kept getting smaller. And then the mice and the cockroaches were also people. All right, all right. That was, 30 sec that, that was 30 seconds of Jeremiah. You can go to the bathroom now. Oh Thank God. you. All right. Heather, yeah, what did you think of this movie? film? 
that was a lot better than I thought it would be. Still not very good. It's like one of those horrible movies that you watch and repeat and hate yourself every single second of it. Also, on the size thing, when they threw Victoria, the, the gray cat, when they threw her in the beginning scene, she was like tiny, like a little like a little infant. So it endorses throwing babies around in bags and then having them grow to full-size people and then back into two-inch little monsters. All right, that was Heather's thoughts. Thank you for <laughs> suffering. Devin. What is your thought? So uh, <laughs> when I, when I uh, came in, I mentioned a review that was uh, one star. And uh, it was the only review I seen. The first line of that review was, I don't know what I watched. I think that's the most accurate review for this movie I've seen in a while because I, I don't know what I watched. Uh, Jeremiah put it amazingly well. It was a fever dream. Thank you. Thank you for your contribution. Now, Cornelius, yes. hold up, hold on, Cornelius. Okay, hold on. Cornelius is very moved right now, very emotional. Okay, this is very hard for him. All right. You're on. So that was the biggest feeling of loss that I've experienced because not loss, the stakes in that movie were high and I felt a connection, but losses in... I lost a part of myself that I will never be able to get back. At some point, there was like a metaphor for a cat, whatever, and sh a metaphor for show business, I think. Um, Jason Derulo, Derulo, he drank milk and talked about how he doesn't know what he wants and he just wants stuff. I think at some point, oh yeah. The most horrifying part of that movie was Idris Elba in a fursuit. No, no, no. It wasn't Idris Elba turned into a cat. It was Idris Elba with fur on his body. When he took off his coat, it was scary, like, uns like uncomfortable. Like, it was scarier than his coat and his hat look. And I just, I don't know. I don't want anything. I just want to go back to how things were before I saw that all. Is that all? I, I, <laughs> I yeah. Thank you, Cornelius. I know that was very hard for you. Thank you. All right, Ryan, Danny Gold, what did you think of this film, Cats? Well, uh, I have never sat through a full movie and not known what was going on the whole time, and there is nothing you can tell me that will make me not believe that that magic cat with the top hat shouldn't have won. He should have won. He should have won. It looked like Logan Paul. That How is that not Logan Paul? All right, Ryan, is that your, is that your only statement? Yeah. Okay, now I'm fine. Now it's time to give my statement. It's very short. Um, so I went into this movie feeling great, you know. I was like, you know what, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, from the moment that I saw the car come in, I've had a knot in my stomach. I still feel the knot. <laughs> It'll unravel once you forget about the movie. So uh, thank you for um, listening to our first thoughts. Um, we will see you in the actual podcast. See you tomorrow or in five seconds. The funny thing is I, Madison Dooley, actually had the initial idea for us to do this episode on the movie, but unfortunately I wasn't able to make it to the screening. And as of this recording, I still haven't seen Cats 2019. Thank goodness. After experiencing the movie in theaters, our team sat down for a roundtable discussion of the movie. Only Daisy, Devin, and Ryan were able to attend. Both Jeremiah and Heather were out sick the following day. Was it because they saw Cats the night before? We may never know. Also, shortly after the roundtable started, they were joined by Atme producer Rowan Lewis, who hadn't seen the movie but was still eager to join in the conversation. 
So here is the roundtable discussion, moderated by at me producer Rowan Picard, who, unlike the other Rowan, has no interest in ever seeing the movie. I hate the face of humor. Can we, can, can we all? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, you guys. Can we all say meow for it to be a transition? Okay, ready? One, two, three. Meow. Welcome to the Podcats Roundtable with your host, Rowan Pickard, along with everyone else who will introduce themselves in a, in a, in a fat minute. All right, well, let's introduce ourselves. Hello, my name is Devin Schreckengast. I watched the Cats movie, and I hate it, but we're going to talk about that, but I still hate it. Hello, my name is Daisy Carter. I've also seen the Cats movie, um, and one of my notes that I will be talking about, actually my last note in my um, document of um, notes on the Cats movie, is Rar Nuzzle XD. And I think that sums up the movie pretty well. Oh, God. Hi, I'm Ryan Danigal. Uh, I didn't take any notes, so that should tell you everything you need to know about this movie. And once again, I'm Rowan Pickard. I have not seen this movie, and I'll be the moderator for today. So uh, with that, we are talking about Cats 2019. Um, some may like it, some may not. Maybe all of you may not. Oh, um, I loved it. That's good. <laughs> Perfect. So there will be spoilers throughout this podcast, and uh, we just hope you stick around and uh, listen to everybody's take. So with that, I'd like to open up the first question by asking, how do you feel about cats, you know, the animal in general? Dude, I, I love cats. I have a little cat. Her name is Luna. She likes to attack me at night. I don't know why. I like to say it's out of love. But uh, the cat animal is it's pretty pretty cool. Unlike, I'm pretty sure, most of the people in this room, I absolutely despise cats. I don't like... Thank you. <laughs> Have it on the record that Ryan Danigal just flipped me off. <laughs> Anyways, I despise cats. I don't like cats. A lot of people are like, hey, you just haven't met a nice cat. Well, I've met plenty of cats. Guess how many cats I've met? Two. And they all both scratched me in my face and in my feelings. So I don't like cats. That's a fair point. I'm very emotional about this topic. Devin? You've met two cats. How many cats are in the world? That's my only comment on that. So clearly, <laughs> you like cats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing wrong with what she just said, I am not one of those people who despise cats. I have a cat myself. Very cute, and I love him. I think part of the reason I love him is because he's not a f***ing human hybrid. Moving on to our next question, I want to know how you guys felt before going to the movie. What was your guys's, you know, mindsets before entering this film? Anguish. I wanted to enjoy this movie, you know? Like, I knew it was going to be bad, but I thought, hey, if it's bad and entertaining, it's bad and entertaining, and I'll enjoy it because of that. Unfortunately, I was, um, I was very incorrect. About halfway through, I felt a piece of my soul just get sucked into the theater screen. I was kind of excited to go into it and be like, yo, it's a bad movie. But um, no, it's um, it's a lot worse. Don't watch it. So I don't remember what I said before going to see the movie, but I did have a, a shred of hope. That I'm like, you know what? Maybe every review I've seen is wrong, and this will be a good movie. And I'm glad to say that I was horribly wrong and... I hope to continue to be wrong about this subject for the rest of my life because I don't think there's anything they can do to make that movie better. All right, so a lot of a lot of uh, fear I heard, essentially just you know not understanding what you I'm were still into. in fear <laughs> oh. of my life. Perfect. I'm still in fear and still in shock. Um, I'm actually gonna sue Totem <laughs> for 
for ma- making me watch that. The Universal you know? logo was the best part. Actually, you know what? I'm going to sue Universal. Wait, I want to work there. <laughs> Damn it. Next question. Well, <laughs> we got it on record that you want to sue the company that you want to work for. Oh, man. She wants to work at the Universal <laughs> theme park. Let's continue. Anyway, <laughs> Let's it's not on. about me. Back to the point. In the hours before this, I was wearing a, an entire suit for professional dress day for my school. They were telling me how Totem was not always a full place as it was, but that it had already been in other theaters. So Totem was almost the last one that was going to show it. Because Regal and Century, they'd long stopped. So I just thought about how I was going to be almost the only one in the room in a crowd of maybe five. Even then, I still get tense. I thought the film was just going to be horrifying. If I'm seeing the movie, I just want to point out it is just as terrifying as you think it is. Oh, even more and, so, more so. And secondly, there were a lot. There were weirdly a lot of people when we saw it. Yeah, it'd be better. No, with, no there weren't. Yes, well, no, there no, 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 no. Okay, there I expected the theater to be empty, but there it was not empty. That is more people than I thought. I was actually meaning to count, but it's just that what happened was that so there was we were in the back, and there was a group in like the middle kind of they were just like kids so i was like okay cool we're not alone in this show and then i saw like these group of elderly people like in the like between us so they were like kind of there and then like about quarter way into the movie there was this lady like coughing behind us and that scared me i was like where did she come from i did not see her when we sat down so i was like okay cool like i'll keep watching the movie because i was on my phone writing notes down and yeah she just started coughing and i was like maybe she has the flu so maybe she's just like coughing excessively but then once i noticed that i feel like she was kind of like coughing like <laughs> so i was like okay you want me to get off my phone and enjoy this amazing movie what were your thoughts and feelings around 30 minutes into this film um i couldn't believe it was greenlit there was it was it's unbelievable how unbelievably good or yeah, add, what some do you more, add some more detail stunning. into that it's stunning it's almost beyond words how crazy that movie is because it's like okay in the 30 minute mark i think i've noticed like maybe like five or six like big cgi errors at this part like it's very clear that like they didn't spend that much time into it all of the cats that they showed so far just made me uncomfortable and made me hate life. I wonder if I have any like big notes in this span. I think that it's, would... just, uh, it's interesting that you say that because again, I haven't seen this movie and I was reading about it and they had like a re-release of the film into the theaters because they messed up on the CGI and they went and fixed it. Really? Yeah. And then they re-released it. We actually saw the version that without the f- CGI fix. That's why it looks so bad. Okay. No, it's going to look bad either way. But, like, it looked exceptionally, like, even Hollywood wouldn't accept that. That's what the level was looking like. I mean, they accepted it. I thought 30 minutes. I didn't keep track. I didn't either. That's just my guess. (laughs) But I It could be 10 minutes. I thought 30 minutes, which was actually kind of close. I thought 30 minutes was kind of after they introduced um, the the twin cat. But here's the thing, too, that I want to touch on. You don't know about time, space in the movie. Like, honestly, a big issue with this movie is the pacing. Because it goes from, like, really, really, really fast to, like, quickly introducing all the characters in, like, a couple songs to, like, really slow. And, like, that's when I felt my soul draining was when it was, like, really slow. Yeah, to go on what Daisy just said, I don't think I've ever sat through a movie where I had no idea what was going on. Like, I was sitting there, I'm like, 
I know this is supposed to be like a musical, but I'm pretty confident this is like a mystery movie because I have to put together all these pieces of what's going on. And I didn't really understand what was going on to about the end. So at the 30 minute mark, I was kind of checked out. I'm just like, I'm done. I don't know what's going on. They're just characters at this point. They're just like, hi, I'm character A. I'm character B. We're British at times. In terms of like the pacing and like understanding it, like I think my only knowledge of what... Okay, so before I went in, I read like a sentence of like a plot synopsis, like a very brief, very brief, like, you know, this is the general plot of the movie. That was my only knowledge of the movie for like an hour. It's an hour and 50 minute movie. For, so for like a full hour, that was my only like, okay, so this is what's happening is from a thing that wasn't even in the freaking movie. There were some things I was like super weird, like the editing, like there was one part where the camera went like turned upside down. They're trying to do like a cool trick, but it looked like someone just went into premiere and did like one and turned to 80 degrees. There you go. Done. So I'm really bad at editing. No, like I'm really bad at editing, but I think I knew ways how to fix it. <laughs> No, it, it's 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 trivial to fix that. It's just five more seconds in the editing room. On a grade scale of elementary school, you know, primary school to like high school, what, you know, if like a fourth grader to twelfth grader got a hands on this movie and was told to edit it, who, what grade would you say? Uh, of who edited it? Yeah, I'm gonna go with a solid preschooler because I'm not gonna lie. Some of the CGI was so bad. Like I remember in the beginning, it was real bad to the yeah. point where like I thought it was an animated movie, and then like a car showed up, and I'm like, whoa, that's right, this is live action. <laughs> Oops. Like the shadows looked all weird. Everything like, right? looked wrong. Yeah. Everything looked all weird and like stuff. I'm like, okay, we're in a PS2 video game. Let's do it. And then like a humanistic car showed up. I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> I was next to him. That was his exact reaction. Um, agreed. Uh, how old is Satan? <laughs> He's a couple of years old. Because I think that's the only person in hell who would greenlit this and who would who would. I'm getting emotional. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to follow up that answer. That's too perfect. Uh, <laughs> but he's like, as, he's as old as evil. I guess if I had to answer the question, I don't know, like an inept ninth grader. Like, <laughs> it's it was it was really basic stuff. And I just want to comment really fast. I just want to bring something back up. The tiny flash forward, but I think it's relevant. Um, Daisy was getting emotional right there. Um, I wrote down a quote that Daisy said next to me. I'm going to read it out loud. This was near the end of the movie, so this is like a little bit of foreshadowing here. Uncontrollable laughter and, in quotes, Mom, come pick me up. I'm scared. Is still sobbing next to me. In quotes, isn't funny anymore. I think a preschooler came up with a plot. I mean, yeah. I had to look up to see that it was called Jellicles. Because I thought for the longest time it was jellyfish. I, I actually was, I had this in my mind before you mentioned your quote. I, w I was going to say, I think that who wrote this, and I think a person, like the director of it, would be like a preteen boy, but he like just found out that he's a furry. <laughs> 
Tell me that it's not. Tell me that that does not that's, like not make sense. Good description. Well, that brings up a good question, though. How much of it is actually from the musical, and how much is like? Is it like twelve-year-old boy? Is it like a copy? copy or? He's a furry. <laughs> Not to say, the director, Tom Hooper, did actually direct episodes of soap operas, which, let's be honest, were all made by and for 12-year-olds. Not telenovelas. They're the best. Is there anything else with this question, or can we move on? (laughs) Yeah, we can move on. That'd be good. How are you feeling after the film? Like, was it worth it? Did you... No. (laughs) Did you have a good time? (laughs) I remember talking to Heather... Um, we were we were the last two people there. We were both waiting for rides. And I remember looking at her, I was like, I feel like that was a rite of passage. Like, I feel like a new person now. Like, it was, it changes you as a human being. It exposes you to, like, levels of cinema you didn't know were possible. It's it's crazy. It, it's, there's no other words to describe it. I was actually talking to some of the um, adults here at Apne, um, Cody, John, Rosie. And I was saying that, like, when you mentioned that quote, because I distinctly remember the moment when I said, Mom, come pick me up. This isn't funny anymore. And I distinctly said, do you guys want to leave? Like, can we go? But then everyone was like, no, you made us, like, you you made us do this because this was, well, it was not my idea, for the record. Whose who's idea was it? This was Madison's idea. Oh, was it? This was Madison's idea. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. I'm happy that I went to go see it. Because I personally wouldn't have went to go spend my money on it. I probably would have waited till, like, I don't know, my cousin went to go buy it. And then I watched it. And I'm happy that I was able to go see this. Because I think this is very, like, culturally, like, a bad movie. And I think 30 years from now, they're going to look back at cinema and be like, what the heck was this? And I'll be like, that's what I said when I first watched it, grandkids. It definitely feels like it's going to be one of those movies that almost like has the room like ripple effects on it, right? Like down the line it's going to be like, yeah, wow, that was bad. Except the room was like funny. It was like funny bad. This was not funny bad. Oh, I disagree. I was laughing the whole time. Really? I was having so much fun. I was. With it or at it? At it. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Uh, I would just like to point out on the record – I asked to leave several times. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. true. I did hear this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to leave at at the 30-minute mark. <laughs> I was ready to go home. <laughs> but no, we all had to sit there. How was I feeling after the film? Uh, emotionally drained. Was it worth it? I mean, I guess in a way it was because, like I said, when I first went in there, I thought, I'm like, it can't be as bad as these people are, are letting on. But uh, Was it worse? I- yeah. It w- it wasn't good. In a way, I don't regret it, but in in many other ways, I do. We can all try to uncover that puzzle one day. Shout out to Alaska Teen Media and Spirit of Youth for making this podcast possible. Ayo. <laughs> we could probably go buy the copyright for Cats, you know, the name, and just make our own movie and have that become Untitled 2019. Oh, yeah. 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 See, we can still save the film. If we do make this, can I sing Memories? <laughs> of course. With knowledge that Cats was one of the largest theatrical flops of 2019 and possibly the past decade, what made you want to see this movie? I wanted to see how big of a flop it was. And first off, it came out in 2019. That takes some solid work to be the biggest flop at the very end. Because there have been some (laughs) terrible movies. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, I kind of wanted to go see it, yeah, just to see how bad it was. Because in my head, I'm like, there's no way they made it that bad. Like, there's no way. There's no way. And um, now I'm a changed um, man. I agree with everyone else. It's like, 
you, it's something you really have to see to really understand how big of a flop it was. And that, that was my big appeal for going as well. It's like, you know, I wanted to see how bad it was and I wanted, I wanted to see specifically where they messed up. Right. Because like I'm, I'm into making films myself in a sort of way. I kind of want to take cats as like a learning experience. Like here's what not to do when making a movie in that sense. It's useful. What made me want to see it? Pure yeah. dumb uh, curiosity. Forever. As they say, curiosity killed the cat. Hey. That was probably what the only the... good cat joke. And it wasn't even cats. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that this movie had a right to be made? Or should it have stayed in the bad idea pile, never to see the big screen? You see, here's the thing. This movie, it was a bad idea. And unfortunately, it hindered other good ideas to be made that is honestly what ultimately ultimately makes me more mad at the end of the day that like a good film could have been made but instead people saw famous people attached to it and was like oh this is gonna make money people need to understand that just because you're famous that does not mean that you're gonna make a movie good what i think some people forget is that this was based off of a play and the play was somewhat successful i guess like you could kind of look at it as a as a a stepping off point from going from you know making movies about books to making movies about plays yeah i do think it deserved to be made i just don't think any effort was given to it they're like oh kind of like what daisy said they thought oh we have all these famous people they have to be good they wouldn't be famous if they were bad so they just kind of gave it no care and hope the names would uh sail the sail the boat essentially yeah, I don't want to completely discount, like, the concept alone is a bad idea. Because I, I feel like with a really good director and a really, really good um, makeup that um, I feel like I feel like it could have been really good. And I feel like that's the case with all movies that end up being flops. I feel like they could have been really good with some work. In the state that it's in right now, I think that's a waste of money. And I agree with Daisy when you're saying that you've wasted however much the budget of the film was um onto something that's objectively bad <laughs> and all that all that really took in my opinion was more time in the pre-planning so i feel like if there's changes then yeah it deserves to be made but as of right now no do you guys think the movie would have been better if they used practical effects like that dancing around rather than the cgi that they had um i'm gonna say no i i think they're both equally as bad and I just looked it up. It's kind of amazing because wasn't the movie like an hour and 40 minutes? It was an hour and 50. An hour and 50. The original screen, the original play was only two hours and 20 minutes. But now knowing that it's a, you know, an hour 50, I'm like, oh, they actually had a good amount of time to tell the story with minimum cuts. So I kind of wonder how good the screenplay is. Because <laughs> I never watched it. All I know is that it's very popular. I think that's mostly because the songs are popular. I don't think anyone goes to Cats to look at the actors in their suits. So what I heard from, from the musical is that it is an experience. Like, because what happens like halfway through the play is that the cats come off stage and start messing with the audience. Mm. So it's an audience experience. I remember when I first heard about this movie, um, I saw someone talk about it and they said, how are they gonna make a movie out of this? Cause it's all about the audience experience. It's not, there's no plot. They literally said, like, there's no plot. It's just about the experience, and every show is different. I just now looked up pictures of the uh, original Cats musical of how they're portraying it in, like, Broadway and stuff. I'd easily see this more than I would Cats 2019 because I don't know what it is, but the practical effects 
to me, it's less insulting to the eye because when it came to Cats 2019, the blend between like human character characteristics and cat characteristics, it it's almost the same effect as the Uncanny Valley. Mm-hmm. They look almost so real, it's scary. Yeah, it, you're just there's too much realism, and that's I think that's been the problem with cinema for a while. When with all the Disney remakes, they're trying to make things like hyper realistic and all that. I don't think you need that, and I think Cats is a perfect example that you don't you don't need that. <laughs> Quick comment about what you're saying about how Cats the Musical broke the fourth wall a little bit and they interacted with the audience. They technically did that at the very end, but all that was was a person looking at the camera for five minutes, so yeah. that didn't really count. Actually, yeah, that was actually two minutes. It felt like five, but in reality, it was two minutes. It was only two minutes? It was only two minutes. Oh, wow. And at that point, I was just so checked out. I would just, I wanted to leave. I was in no mood to listen to Old Cat Lady. Speak. Old, excuse me. Her name is Old Deuteronomy. Okay. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> I was like, I can't remember any names. Yeah. Like I was talking about that top hat cat, and I still don't know his name. I'm looking at the cast list right now, and I'm getting a stroke just reading these names. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's no. weird. <laughs> oh, Mr. Magic, Mr. Mistopheles. That's his. Yeah, name. he should have yeah. won. He should have won. He totally saved Deuteronomy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he totally saved her life, and then she was just like. I'm gonna go with the one we dejected mm-hmm. for leaving us because the one that sang really well. She sang pretty. She didn't even sing that good. <laughs> like, okay, listen, I'm not that good of a singer. I just want to also have that on the record. But if I'm gonna like, I think Danny told, or excuse me, Ryan told me that that was a opera piece. That did not sound like opera piece, and everyone was crying. And, like, I was crying, but not for the reason that it was beautiful. I was crying because I wanted to get picked up. <laughs> so. We all wanted to go home. <laughs> Honestly, no one sang very good. Um, because, okay, so I noticed this when I was talking to the adults at Ebony. Is that everyone had accents, right? British accents. But then the problem with Jason Derulo is that, obviously, he doesn't have a British accent. Um, and he drops it halfway through. Yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Notice that. <laughs> so he drops that way through because he can't sing like British in his British accent. The same thing with Taylor Swift. And it's like, oh, it's no good. Yeah, I just want to comment on the music really fast because that's a very important aspect of the um, movie. It ranged from like subpar to like barely passable. And I think only one song made it to barely passable and it was the ending song. And they... Yeah, memories. And they wasted it on the trailer, so it didn't even matter to begin with. And when Taylor Swift came on, she came on in like the last 10 minutes of the movie. So if you think Taylor Swift's a big part of this movie, no. I thought she was the white cat. Yeah. <laughs> I kept telling you guys and no one believed me. Yeah, we kept we kept mixing up Taylor Swift with the lead. Um, no, Taylor Swift was in one scene five minutes in, and it was it, it just looked like a weird-ass Taylor Swift concert. And that's they filmed it that way, too. That's all it was. So do you think Taylor, Taylor Swift will recreate what Shakira did at the Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, don't want to see it. <laughs> so now that we're in this territory of actors, you know, uh, John had brought up the question, like, what do you think this will do to the actors' careers? Well, I mean, for the big players in it, like, you know, James Corden, Taylor Swift, I guess, um, you know, Judy Dench, the higher-ups, what I've noticed with these, like, really, really popular actors and actresses, movies like these, unless it's, like, 
somehow offensive. They don't really impact them a lot, right? They're gonna just going to go into another movie. We're going to forget about Cats and go into another big player movie. We're going to get Oscars. It's just, the ball's going to keep rolling. For that lead, who I just now realized in this podcast was her first role, I don't know if she's going to get work. That It's, it's kind of disappointing. Because I feel like I feel like she does have some quality to her, but like it was wasted on cats. I don't know. I don't know how far she'll get, but that'll be interesting. Does everyone forget that James Gordon or is it Gordon or Corden? James Gordon. Just James Corden was in the Emoji movie. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so like, if he if he survived that, he can survive anything. So yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Devin. It, it's nothing's gonna happen. She's gonna starve. I forgot her name. I know her name is Victoria, I think. That's the cat's name. I don't know her real Fran- name. Francesca Hayward. Franche- oh, I love that name, Francesca. Francesca. Well, Francesca is going to be forgotten in a couple years, which really sucks to say. I, I think in these like mu- in these like m- musicals brought into like movie, I think they should hire Broadway people, and they don't, which makes me really mad, and also brings up like my stench with like remakes because like the beauty and the beast remake they hired emma watson that's great she can't sing she sounds like a robot and that just really makes me mad someone else probably better singer emma watson's a great actress but a better singer could have done that role the actors who are like big names they're they're gonna be fine they're gonna get through this i think james corden should fire his agent because he can't get him good nothing <laughs> james, james corden was the funniest person in the movie and he was barely funny yeah, and he was barely in it. Yeah. I don't think Rebel Wilson was ever remembered for anything except that her name is Rebel Wilson. Who's Rebel Wilson? Exactly. She's one of the main characters in Cats, and she was in Ice Age Continental Drift. She was in all three Pitch Perfects as... Yeah, let's she was, say she was, she was Fat Amy. If I may... As the only woman here and as a little bit heavier woman, I absolutely despise when people like use like big women as like, oh, she's the fat one. Like, ah, oh, she's funny. I really, 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 really hate it. I just want to mention Rebel Wilson's role in Cats. Cats specifically. There's this whole montage of her like, you know, acting like a cat, but it was just like the most uncomfortable thing. I've ever seen. There is some parts that um, Ryan's going to pick up too. Yeah, her scratching. I was just about to mention that. There is some really, really parts of that movie that I was like, this is PG. (laughs) Okay. Did anyone else find it weird? Like that weird effect when she like took off her fur coat. You could tell she was wearing like the green screen like dress and it was just like, I'm like, "Uh oh, someone messed up. I've seen, I've seen way too many gifs of that. So I I was very not, I was very not. I I don't think I noticed. I might have been looking, I might have been writing notes during that time. (laughs) Yeah, no, I told you. I was like, Devin, Devin, like look. I'm I'm sure there's a trailer of it somewhere. And she did it twice. (laughs) (laughs) She did it twice to get away from something. I don't even know how that works. Yeah, I think that was probably the most confusing. It's like, I was really confused because, like, she peeled off her skin, right? As one does. So you peel, so, so she peeled off her skin to, like, slip out of something. But couldn't have she just, like, shimmied a little extra and just slipped out? What do you think the worst moment in the film was? By far the worst moment. The cockroaches, dude. The movie. The, the, no, 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 no. Yeah. The, the cockroaches. Because, so, have you guys seen? I can't describe what they are. I saw it in middle school when we were, like, learning how to edit. Like, this thing where it's, where it's like, where it's, like, people, like, dancing, and it has, like, the face cut out, 
and then like you put like your friend's picture on there. That's what the cockroaches looked like. It's like Jib Jab. Yeah. yeah That's sure. straight up what it looked like. Also, was the dog a human or not? That's the million dollar question. Yeah, was oh. the dog human or not? There was one moment in the movie where the cats were running away from a dog, but it was directly outside the door, and all I could hear was the barking and them and the cats trying to shut the door, like so the dog couldn't get in. But we never saw if the dog was a human, and it still agitates me because I kind of wanted to see like a giant like human acting like a dog. Just just for the icing on the cake. I wanted to revel in that awfulness, but it never came. So, Well, we're going to move into our final category here. Since you've had a day to reflect, essentially. Yeah. You saw this movie yesterday, correct? Mm -hmm, yesterday. So you've had about somewhat of a day to reflect. What are your final thoughts on the movie now? Uh, you know, was the movie good in any way? Obviously, we know it's flawed um, in quite a few ways. So let's focus on is there anything good and what could have they improved on? I actually did not enjoy this movie. Like, again, I thought, you know, maybe it's going to be a so bad it's good kind of situation. No, it was it was far past that. So it was just really, really, really bad. Um, another thing that I didn't get to touch on was my comment on my on the first time was the Ron Nuzzle XD um, comment. I didn't like the nuzzling. I think that's what that's what threw me off the most was the nuzzling. Like what like another human being who's not a human being but who's a cat should not be rubbing up against another human being who is a cat. I don't like that. Oh, another thing that I would like to mention as kind of like my final thoughts is the music is I can make that in GarageBand. Like they spent, oh, yeah. they spent no money on music. As a musical, the music should be good, and the singers should also be good. Um, and unfortunately, both of those failed. I mean, there's more problems, but I think those two are the biggest things. Especially since it is a musical, the music should be good. The singing should be good. Um, I think my favorite scene, um, since you're talking about positive stuff, my favorite scene was um the tap dancing scene i thought that was pretty cool you, their feet couldn't touch the ground but it was pretty cool there were very slight redeeming qualities about the movie it wasn't all bad i mean i i love bad movies like i i roll i roll in bad movies i don't know why it's just i'm a masochist that's probably why yeah i i, I thrive <laughs> with bad movies but um there were actually some things that i was looking at and i was like that's not completely bad the first note I actually have here is I find my eyes being tracked to the background. And I think that's the most impressive part of the movie. The scenery and the backgrounds and the uh, um, just the general way the world looked was actually pretty impressive. Because all of that, it was like the first part of the movie had, um, it was like central London. It was like a bunch of like lights and stuff and a bunch of like fluorescent signs and things like that. It looked really cool. And then the cats got in the foreground, and then uh, and then it was all bad again. And right after the tap dancing scene, there was this really cool transition to them into them on a railroad that was actually kind of artistic and not bad. And like I said, there are some redeeming parts of the mu of the music sometimes, but most of it was one synthesizer keyboard the entire time, literally GarageBand. I'm just seeing if there's anything in here that's like anything reminiscent of anything good here, and um. Oh, the meow cheering. Oh, I forgot my. about that. They did meow, meow cheering. Meow, meow. Yeah. 
The movie tries to be funny, but the concept, but the concept is so weird from the start that it doesn't work and nothing sticks, except for James Corden a little bit. He had some funny parts. Um, I think that's about it for me. It was just, it was a mess, but it had some good parts, some, but it's not like the room level. So this movie was not good, obviously. And I feel really bad for the people who did really want this movie to succeed. Because you can tell there are some characters who played those roles like they wanted to succeed. I think the lead actually wanted that movie to be good. You can tell she actually cared. Even though her role was so minute and had nothing going on. She, I think her name and the, like, <clears throat> she was casted as Vic, is it Victoria the White Cat. That is yeah. literally what it's casted as. And I just feel bad because like, you see it like in her reactions and, the, and like she's actually acting and I'm like, wow, that one cares. And then you see like characters like Jason Derulo's character. And I'm like, wow, he wants a paycheck. So my final thoughts is it's a shame that the people who actually wanted this movie to succeed have to sit and kind of bask in the we made a terrible movie. All right. And with that, I will now finally end this podcast yes. episode. Um, yeah. With a nice little outro. So this has been Rowan Pickard, your host, with other Rowan, Devin, Daisy, and Ryan. Thank you all for being here and answering my questions. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to see this movie, so thank you guys. <laughs> You're welcome. And that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you for joining us in the Zoom room. We hope you enjoyed yourself, and we hope to see you next time. This podcast was made possible in part by a grant from the Alaska State Council of the Arts. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Anchorage and help keep our podcast going, you can donate to our organization by going to alaskateenmedia.org and clicking to donate. Also on our website, you can learn more about what our organization does, listen to past episodes of our podcast, or find out how you too can get involved. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you to our contributing at me producers, Devin Schreckengoss, Daisy Carter, Ryan Danigal, Cornelius Nelson, Hannah Gamage, and Jeremiah Erickson, who all bravely gave their time to go sit and watch Cats together. Special thanks to Rowan Picard for moderating today's roundtable therapy session. Our show's theme music was composed by Kendrick Whiteman. It was recorded at the Alaska Teen Media Institute studios and was edited by Devin Schreckengoss. For the Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Madison Dooley. I've never felt so many feelings of pain, joy, and apathy all at once. I, I, I just want nothing back. To sum it up, it feels like defeat, pure and utter loss. <coughs> I've been having such a blast. This has been such a fun time for me. Lost.